Hello, hello. What is up? Welcome to season two of Cafe Construct, your go-to podcast for tips to achieve success in the Kenyan construction industry. Your host for this episode is Nyambura Karyogi, in session with architect Martin Tyler, uh, architect and director of Architecture Kenyan Design Workshop, lecturer or teacher, as he will tell us more about, at Technical University of Kenya. We are glad to have you here. Welcome. So, Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So, first, you've, you've just talked a bit and you've told us you're a lecturer, scam teacher. Tell us more about that. Well, there isn't much. I basically teach at the Technical University of Kenya, the Department of uh, Architecture yes. and, environmental, uh, and Environmental Design. I've been teaching there for the last six years. Uh, you know the the program of uh, architecture. I teach uh, in the first year of uh, study, and uh, well, basically that's 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 quite all about uh, me teaching. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, a little bit more about what you do for yourself, for the world, and mm-hmm. to make it better. Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm. Um, uh, I'm an architect. I think this is something that a lot of people, uh, you know, overlook and forget. Uh, I think you contacted me largely due to my interests in uh, publication. Yes. Uh, but uh, I always tell people that that's, you know, a, a side thing. It's it's what I do for, uh, you know, during my leisure time, or what you'd call a PJ, or, or uh, <laughs> you know, a side gig. <laughs> but uh, largely, I am, I am an architect, interior design and project management consultant. I've been so for the last, uh, I graduated from the University of Nairobi in the year 2009, been registered since 2012. Uh, I've worked for a number of firms. One of them is Morphosis Limited, when I was still a student. And after graduation, I worked with uh, Triad between 2009 and uh, 2012. And uh, from Triad, then I ventured out into, you know, uh, what uh, people like to call the Joakali sector. So I started uh, a farm, a small farm, still small, uh, called Architecture Kenya. At that time, it was Architecture Kenya Media Limited because we were doing both um, uh, architectural consultancy and also publishing uh, the Build Design uh, magazine. But then later, because of quite a number of other considerations we branched out so we are now currently running architecture kenya design workshop as the you know architectural consultancy wing of the firm okay. and then architecture created uh, you know uh, remains as the publishing wing of the of the company but uh, uh, largely um, i'm an architect more than than, than a publisher <laughs> and, and, uh, of course, as a teacher, uh, you know, there's a way we, you know, fuse all these things. In fact, my exact title at the Technical University is I am a professional practice fellow. And then professional practice fellows are people who have been picked from the practice uh, to, to try and, uh, and uh, you know, to create that linkage. Uh, between practice and and uh, and the academics, uh, you know, but, but by trying and, and infusing 
quite a bit of uh, you know a practical knowledge practice knowledge into into the students so that's that's you know the background of the position that i hold which is the professional uh, practice fellow uh, but still you know it's the same with with what uh, most of the lecturers you know do at the university because uh, a lot of them are not just academicians but they also practice so it's, it's you know much much of the same that they do there that's fantastic actually we prefer it because experience is the best teacher so we rather you have experience instead of just telling us what to do you know yeah yeah. Okay, so before we get serious, we always have a random question section in our shows. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I plead the fifth if I'm unable to answer that question? Not mm. be unable. <laughs> so, you've been given an elephant, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't give it away or you can't sell it. What will you do with the elephant? Well... Eat it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we grew up. Uh, we grew up eating uh, elephants because I, I was born and brought up uh, in a village that is next to a national park. So elephants were uh, once in a while they would break the fence and, and come into the village, okay. and the wardens would, while chasing them away, kill you know one or two of them. Yeah. So 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 uh, you know a meal of of uh, elephant meat is. is not something unusual to me, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know what I would do. I I would uh, well start a zoo or something. I don't know around the one elephant. <laughs> uh, it it might uh, it might uh, you know create interest and uh, and I'd get to I'd get market from it. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, I also don't try even I don't know what I'd do with a whole elephant because honestly, the feeding habits, the size, where I'd keep it, I don't know. I'd, I'd orphan it. What is it called? Not orphan. Adopt it. Give it to David Shatliff, yeah. mm-hmm. but still mm-hmm. own it. Yes, there. I'm not giving it away. It's still mine, but I've adopted it. <laughs> That's my solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, I'm not a big fan of wild animals because, uh, well, 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 you can tame them; they still remain wild. Yes, hundred percent. And one of the things, one of the things I fear the most is playing with, with you know, tamed wild animals because you don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you, you could be the person that can uh, bring back their wild senses. Yes, today will so be your day. Even when I go to to Nairobi Safari Walk, I wouldn't play with. I wouldn't come too close. Okay. Uh, I, because I have seen what wild animals can do, you know, firsthand. So I, yeah. <laughs> I still Bet- have that fear. Better <laughs> safe than sorry. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's now that we're in the swing of things. Since you've told us your side job, or is it personal job, as we used we like calling them, PGs, is journalism, and you publish you you have a publication, Build Design Kenya. I just want to know how you found yourself in this side job. Well, I it's, it's interesting. I've, I've always been interested in uh, writing. Eh? Yeah. And uh, I don't know whether you're aware, there's, there's uh, an, architecture, an, an architectural guide to sub-Saharan Africa. 
that was recently published. Huh? Yes. A very interesting uh, guide, seven volumes, huge, heavy, seven kilograms huh? when you purchase one. So this is my most uh, recent uh, project. I took a very big part in the publication of the, the Kenyan chapter of the, yeah. of the guide. Yeah. I was the lead uh, coordinator and contributor uh, to the same. So this interest goes back to you know my life in, uh, should be in high school, even in my early years at the university. I used to like writing quite a lot. And uh, I remember I used to write to the cutting edge uh, in, in the Daily Nation back then. And, and uh, the editor, you know, who called himself the Watchman, had a liking of my, my commentary. And, and I would get published, I think, like every week I would have a comment that is published. And, and there are people who would send in comments over and over and they never get published. To a point where some people would actually approach me and tell me, by the way, you know, there's this thing I would want to comment about, you know, can you do it? Because you seem to have, you know, the, the, the editors here. So I, I, I would, you know, I did that and then I started writing some, you know, small uh, opinion uh, pieces that I would send to the Standard or the Daily Nation. That time, even the Star, and they would uh, get published. So... At some point in fourth year, uh, I was elected the secretary of uh, the Architectural Students Association. And you know, that's a position that only lasts for, for a year. So there's very little time to do anything. And uh, you know, the chair then is a very good friend of mine, architect uh, Gumbao. I think we just sat, uh, the two of us, and then we asked ourselves, what can we do uh, within this one year you know, that would leave a mark and a legacy? of our reign as, as, as uh, uh, the ASA officials. So we looked through quite a number of, of, of the things that we could do, and uh, two of them came out. One of them was that we needed to publish something, uh, a magazine for architecture students. And then uh, the other thing we agreed that we need to do was to work with the uh, you know, construction companies or companies that had uh, products and services for the construction industry, you know, we get them to come and, you know, try to interact with students, you know, convince them that, you know, these are future architects. So you need to get hold of them now while they're in school. Uh, you know, before they get out there, they, they would be singing your, your, your tune. <clears throat> so those are the two things that we did. Uh, Gideon focused on, on the events, and we did quite a number. I think we used to have, after every two weeks, we'd have a company that, that comes in with its products. It was interesting because they would uh, also you know, do refreshments, which were a big thing for students. You know, when you get uh, a company that, that comes in with a lot of snacks, you know, pies and, and sausages fast. and stuff. Food fast. So our, our events used to be very well... Uh, attended, very popular. And of course, now I led the, the bit on the magazine because uh, naturally, I used to do much of the, of the writing. So that's how we ended up publishing the... At that time, we hadn't published, or we didn't find ASA or the Architectural Association having published any magazine you know, in the recent past. So it was a big one that time and, and we made a lot of noise about it. I even have a copy 
of, of the publication to date because it's very special to me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so of course, after our term ended, uh, I know we tried to conduct the, the new officials into the same, but uh, you know, it requires uh, quite a bit of effort and, and, and of course the passion that I had. Eh? Yeah. So it did pick up. I, I know later, definitely we were able to publish, but I think uh, after that, maybe two years or three years later, we still couldn't uh, hack it. Eh? Yeah. But uh, well, my passion then just uh, proceeded on. I think, uh, and, and uh, the turning point was when I was in sixth year. Uh, because uh, you know, I was working on a thesis project that centered around uh, convention centers, and I was struggling to get information about convention centers locally. You know, we have a very good convention center at ICC, yeah. but we couldn't get uh, a properly uh, researched, properly written, uh, you know, uh, write-up of of KICC, you know, with details. Uh, you know, what was the architect thinking? What was the client thinking at that time? You know, what were the issues they were trying to solve? And so on and so forth. So it was very difficult. And uh, I sort of was the one who came up with, with that writer huh? uh, because I used it as one of my case studies. Yeah. Of course, uh, comparatively, if you looked at South Africa, if you looked at you know, quite a number of countries in Europe, yeah. If you look at the US, you'd find very well researched, you know, comprehensive write-ups on, on much of their buildings. It was easy for me to get a convention center in Australia and, and really analyze it properly, but, but uh, it was difficult for Kenya. So after graduation, I think I decided that uh, I would want to sort of do that, eh? uh, mainly for the purposes of posterity, you know, I would have wanted 100 years from today, you know, um, the architects would be studying then, would know that, uh, you know, this building KCC was designed by this architect, and, you know, this is, you know, the story behind it, and, and many other buildings. So that, that was my, my motivation. Uh, so I started doing that in a small scale, and I started a blog uh, that was called Architect Kenya. It was one of those free blogs that uh, I think you could you could uh, do on WordPress. Huh? Wow. And, uh, yeah, so I would I, I worked on that blog and, and uh, you know uh, look up for information on buildings and so on and so forth. Talk to architects, do a bit of articles and upload them. And uh, it, it wasn't you know the, the information is not uh, mass. Uh, Kind of you know for mass consumption because not very many people are interested in in architecture and, and these matters. So it wasn't a very popular blog if, if you looked at the numbers, but somehow it sort of became influential, and we noticed that uh, people who mattered were actually following the the blog uh, because uh, I remember we used to publish some news items on, on construction. You know, we'd pick up a story, maybe even in the mainstream media, we'd ask a bit of questions about it. And then, uh, you know, add up an opinion on, on that story and 
you know, publish it. And there's a story he had published about uh, uh, an architectural competition where a firm won the competition, but uh, of course another firm was uh, awarded the, the project. So it was a huge controversy. We wrote a story and, uh, you know, just the usual way we do our stories, it, it didn't even get many hits, maybe less than a thousand people read the story. But uh, we got a letter from the ministry oh. asking us to, to, to pull down that story so we get sued. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we realized too. Hey, Kumbe, you know, we are... Known. You are known somewhere else. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, guys have noticed us. It was interesting, you know, for, for me that, that was, of course, at that time, you know, being young and, uh, <laughs> you know, I've just started working, of course, when someone threatens you that they're going to sue you, you know, you get scared. Eh? Yes. But then again, I was impressed that, hey, the Kumbe guys are taking notice. So, of course, we ignored the, the threat. And, of course. And, uh, you know, they yeah. didn't follow any, nothing followed up after that. Eh? But... Uh, what happened is that uh, I know people started asking now, you know, can we advertise? But he said, yeah, you can advertise, but you know, they ask for numbers and then you look at the numbers that you have and then you compare with other websites. You can't <laughs> <laughs> proudly say it. You're very scared of those numbers now. <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't uh, look at the numbers and then convince someone to put in their money there. Yes. So, yeah. So, Someone that time, I think it was uh, uh, the late Maria Melmawi. He was, uh, he was a very good friend of mine, and we used to talk quite a bit about you know what it is that I was doing. So she's the one who told me, why don't you do this as a print, uh, a print publication instead of online? Yes. Because if you're finding it difficult to to run it as an online publication, you're not able to convince people to to put up their ads. There are guys who get convinced when they see things, you know, physically, they can touch them and they can yeah. feel them. Yeah, so we said, okay, fine, let's, let's try it out. And, uh, yeah, the rest is, uh, is history. We started our first edition. Uh, the response was, was uh, really good. Yes. And we went on and on and on and on, and we managed to publish 30 editions before, of course, we took a pause in... Uh, in late 2019, and of course, COVID came in, and yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, by the time we were taking a pause, we were at uh, the 30th edition, yes, and plan to go back there, okay. But yeah, okay, yeah. so from your goal of giving the professionals and people in this field information and a good source of information to having a publication for posterity, how has your goal grown from that in the first issues to, as you said, issue 30th, 26th to 30th? Are we now changing our audience or are we still oriented to the professionals and being like their prefects in how we publish? Yes. Well, um, in fact, from the onset, the the goal was not to to focus on professionals. No? Okay. Um. One one of the the issues just austerity because you know some of this information not not just people in architecture or in construction of the yeah. 
you'd have many other different kinds of people who'd you know, have that, that uh, interest and want to have that information. So the goal was to reach everyone. And uh, uh, even our format, we tried as much as possible to avoid technical jargon. Uh, the, the, the graphics that we published there, you know, graphics that would interest anyone. Our plans and layouts were, you know, devoid of any details and dimensions. You know, you just do nice, simple lines yeah. with good explanations. And uh, we had quite a, a huge base of, of uh, audience because we had subscriptions. Right? We had uh, annual subscriptions. And when you look at them at that time, you'd have a very good mix of both guys in the profession and people who are outside the, the profession. We also did a very good quality magazine. As in the print was, was really good. The photography was good. So I think all those factors, you know, made it uh, the go-to publication on, on these issues. Okay. So in, yeah. in your experience over all these issues and also the other publication you've just done with Sub-Saharan Africa, which we'll talk about more just now. What are your three takeaways from journaling in architecture? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting gap to, to fill eh? in terms of the, 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 the information that we are, you know, we are giving out. You know, the way people look at, at, at buildings and, and they have no clue you know, what has happened behind the scenes and I don't keep referring to, to uh, KICC because, uh, of course, uh, KICC has a bit of a controversy even in terms of who exactly was uh, was the architect. The architects, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, uh, you know, I sat down with uh, you know David Mutiso, who was chief architect when the when the construction you know started. Yeah. And, and you know, he gave me a lot of you know the behind the scenes stories. You know what people are discussing in State House. You know his meetings with uh, with Tom Boyer, who was then the Secretary General for Kanu, and, and you know who owns you know the building. You know, is it Kanu? Is it uh, the government? You know, Kanu and the government are two different. So yes. it had quite a lot of uh, interesting uh, stories behind it. So, you know, you, you just look at a building and, and, and see it. Uh, a building like Chester House, uh, you know, uh, how... <laughs> you know, Chester is, is, I think, Charles and Esther. How, you know, guys ended up... <laughs> so these stories are quite, quite interesting and it's what we are trying to, uh, to tell uh, so that uh, it's, it's not just the brick and mortar, it's not just the, the design, but, uh, you know... There were yeah. fights, people were fighting with contractors, contractors getting fired, architects getting fired. You know, you start a building with a budget of a billion, it ends up uh, being three billion. So now, <laughs> all, all, all these interesting, uh, you know, bits and stories that, that we would uh, try to give out there. So the, the, the gap was there. I, I think what it did is that it uh, gave people the you know, feeling that, you know, it's, it's more than just, uh, you know, brick and mortar, that there's yes. actually much uh, that went into it. And, and I think the reception was was uh, fairly good. You know, it's, it's what really gave us that drive to keep, you know, garnering more. And uh, yeah. I don't know whether I've given you the three takeaways or... You have given us three takeaways, but now I will lead into a spin-off question of... Yes advice on someone wanting to venture into 
specifically architectural journalism because journalism is broad, but we don't have enough of architectural journalism in our country, especially because I was looking, when I was researching, I found your build design, I found the construction review. There are so few publications and I, who is in the field, know knows where to get them, but most people don't know where to get these publications. So people who are interested to venture into that field specifically, what would you advise them? Well, I would advise them to join me. Actually, um, <laughs> in terms of architectural architectural journalism, there's no other publication other than build design. Yes. The other, the other publications are real estate. Uh, <laughs> and contractors, and for contractors, yeah. Yes. Uh, if if uh, I don't want to name names, but if you look at them in terms of uh, of the content that they they carry, yeah, well, not badly, but not very well done story, you know, with a lot of uh, adverts. Yeah, they are they're mainly geared towards um, advertising. Towards advertising, eh? not necessarily content. And uh, you know, I've, I've had a number of guys even approaching me wanting to run a story about either my farm or my projects, but the intention is to target the people who are involved in the project and then getting them to advertise, saying that we are. <laughs> Ours, we took a totally different approach. Eh? We approached several people who became long-term partners and would sign two-year contracts. So they were not necessarily advertising because they were big companies. And uh, they they had other means to to advertise. They had budgets. They could advertise in big media houses, mass media publications, where they could reach both architects and non-architects. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, and I approached them, and then I gave them the story, and they bought this this whole idea because they're in construction, and they felt, yeah, what you're saying that you'd want to collect this information, disseminate it, and also store it, you know, for the future. I think it's something that we'd want to be part. So we had about six of them who were giving us enough money to publish and pay you know, some of our bills. We were not actually making any money out of it huh? because once we paid our bills, as in all the funds were, were exhausted. Huh? But what it did is that it uh, made us focus on quality of, of the content. We wouldn't just come to you uh, because we feel like when we feature you, we are going to get people to advertise. And uh, even advertising with us, it was premium. We were not doing tiny little adverts. You just take a full page advert. So we would get serious guys to, to advertise with, with us. Eh? This sector has not been properly uh, you know, explored. Eh? Yes. I just barely touched the surface. And, and, and you know, as I mentioned, that um, I can say maybe 70% practicing. Yes. So, <laughs> so you can imagine the attention that I was also giving. Yeah, the that. 30%. And, and yeah. It's a field that needs 100% attention if, if it's to happen right. You, you need to you know, go out there, talk to all these people who are working on these projects, get information from them. You need to have serious photographers to go out and do all this photography work. You need very good writers, and, and, and I had quite a number of them. who would uh, and, and they are not architects, interestingly, yeah? But the people who you know we worked with and uh, they got the hang of of, of it, uh, and yeah. they were doing some very very good uh, articles on architects. In fact, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm actually looking for people to to, to come and, and join 
I know it, it can be through build design or it can be through any other any other publication. Yeah. I'm usually open. And then we we try and uh, pursue the dream because we are not yet there. We haven't even done anything because uh, um, on the 30 editions, uh, on average, I would do, I would feature one or two buildings in every yes. edition. I would feature one architect. Yes. And then uh, we'd get quite a number of, you know, varied opinions and, and thoughts on, on different buildings, technologies, and so on and so forth. Discussions. So, as in, at, at the most, if, if we are talking about creating that uh, database of, of information on buildings, at most we've done maybe 40 or so buildings. You know, that's against how many, and, and we have quite a number of buildings here locally that we can look at, both big and small, you know, residential homes, we have you know, offices, schools, you know, quite a number of interesting projects that we haven't touched, that I know that I would want to, to review, but uh, we haven't. There are quite a lot of, uh, of architects. In fact, an interesting thing happened. Yes. We, we have done a story on uh, architect Maria Melmawi. Yes. And, and she wasn't very big in practice, but, but uh, she was big in uh, public administration. And, and what we said is that we, we are going to look at, at, at all, all architects, whether you're in practice, whether you're in academics, whether you're in public administration, to see what is your contribution to the sector. So we, we did uh, a good story on her. And of course, you know what happened uh, when she got attacked in Lamu and then she was unwell and then she passed away. I think it was one of those uh, pieces that the media just ignored. So when she passed away, guys didn't have even a single bit of information about her. You know, the story that ran in the media was actually what we had provided. We are the ones who gave them the, the story, the biography, and the photograph. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's so unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not, not so recent, but um, my former boss, Tim Volkert, passed away also, and I'd also done a story on, on him. So, and, and uh, there's another architect who recently passed away, I can't remember his name, but they also done a story on him. So, you know, the, the whole uh, idea behind this is, is to try and, and get these stories before these guys pass away, yeah? because you know, yes. they're old, and it's a fact of life that people people die. It's, it's so unfortunate that we are reading about the likes of Kina Ekobuzier and Kina, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright, you know, centuries ago, a whole century ago, and, and, and we don't have information about Kenyan architects who practice just 15, 20, 30 years Whose uh, ago. So, daily. <laughs> you know, I, I think that is something that we really must uh, must work on. Yes. And uh, I've, I've, I've done a very little bit of it, but, but we need, we need uh, I don't know if we can get more people on board and, uh, you know, push this, this idea to another level and then I would be very glad I'll, I'll be happy that people are picking it and pushing it forward that's the best advice you could have given guys yeah. join add on to it not just comment or critique when you're outside it <laughs> can be part of it to improve it on on that actually uh, there's an issue one of your issues where you featured African Heritage House I'm, I'm very interested in talking about history of architecture without making it sound like new new information that wasn't there before you talked about it. So when you talked about African Heritage House, I loved that you kept its context and both its pros and cons and mad, mad architecture while giving us the information. Now, my question is, having done 30 issues, 
and having interacted with the ministry at the beginning of all this. How are you helping spread awareness, but also call into fact the mishaps we are falling into based on decisions being made by non-professionals in our industry? You get, you go to town right now, a lot of buildings that aren't for the tropics are being built up, but no one can say anything. And of course, newspapers don't have our know-how. So you, as a person who is in publication, how do you inform the public that glass isn't always better because it just looks like everyone wants to copy from the Western world without application. So how do you inform them? Well, it's, it's fairly difficult, especially since uh, most of our clients are lay people. Yes. And they see things out there and they would want them replicated uh, locally. Some of us architects, we fail in our role to advise because uh, we fear that maybe you might be kicked out of, uh, of a job. Yes. And, and for many, you just, uh, you just play along. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You, you get to a point where... I don't know whether it, 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 it needs to be trained in the School of Architecture in terms of possibly how to manage clients better. Uh, you know, uh, when, when you get clients with you know, some of these demands and, uh, of course, you hold a different opinion, how do you get to you know, bring them you know, to understand why you do things the way you do? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger role that as architects we need to to play yes uh, but again also i think uh, governments and, and, and authorities need to to come in you know for instance if you have an issue that is going to have an impact on uh, the environment energy consumption uh, then uh, possibly government should come in and, and rate some of these buildings so when you design your building uh, maybe it needs to be rated in terms of uh, you know its carbon emissions its energy consumption and uh, the authorities should be able to either approve or disapprove a building based on some of those aspects. So that, uh, you know, even as architects, as, as we struggle to, to uh, you know, educate our clients, get them to understand some of these issues, then also on the other side, we have the support of, uh, you know, some of these uh, you know, authorities. But of course, the field, I think uh, largely all authorities, other local authorities or authorities like... Uh, NEMA and, and who else? NCA. You know, they exist <laughs> like, uh, you know, they, they, are, they are part and parcel of, of the problems that that, uh, that we have because as architects out here at times, we see that there's an issue here in terms of planning. Uh, maybe uh, the county government should not approve a project of certain magnitude, of course, because there are no services, there are no roads. But some of people are always able to go around the, the, the system and get their approvals. So the, the, the role of, of government, in my opinion, has not been uh, supportive of uh, you know, these efforts to, to try and ensure that our urban environments are you know, well-planned and, and well-organized and well-built. They've actually been aiding the destruction of, of, our, of our environment. So the, the problem is, so the problem is, yeah. Should you call, shouldn't you call attention to it? In I, I, I believe in press and your freedom to call out to issues in a larger effect. And that's why I'm asking. Because we've, we, 
as professionals in the industry know who to talk to or which body or all that. But most people who are our clients do not have this information. So in your role as the journalist, 30% or not, <laughs> how have you helped it? Well, we, we have. The, the press conferences, we've, we've done them. Maybe they, they are not, not uh, as much as we should have or as often as, as we should have. But we've done them. We've written uh, articles. We've, we've used all avenues, either it's through social media. Uh, I've been to radio stations, you know, giving interviews. So we've, we've done our bit. Uh, but you'd find that at times in some of these efforts to destroy our urban fabric, even the people themselves are they are, are, you know, some of the culprits because they they collude with with rogue uh, authority officials. Yes. Whether it's going to go into officials or officials of some of these bodies, so they call because they, they want either to build more than they're allowed to build, they want to take shortcuts and so on and so forth. So it's uh it's it's a complicated uh, space that, that we are in. And, uh, you know, what we do is we try our best, you know, for those clients who would listen to us and, and uh, who would, uh, you know, take our advice, and there are very few, we give it to them. Yes. But, you know, for the rest, again, as, as, as an architect, you are paid to work. Yes. So, you know, you don't engage so much on, on uh, efforts that don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how will we return? Mostly, mostly, mostly you, you advise the, the client that, uh, that, that pays. But, but we've done our bit. We've done our bit you know, through the publication, through all forms of media, whether social or mainstream media, to try and create that. And, and we're not stopping. I think even this is part of, of, yes. of the same... Uh, Gone exactly. So these uh, efforts, they, they you know add on to uh, the bigger goal. Very true. Very true. I accept that. In in your experience, what is a common myth about journalism in architecture that you would like to debunk? Well, that's a difficult one because. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I wouldn't say that the field has developed uh, enough, you know, for stories and myths <laughs> to be created uh, around it. Huh? Yeah, so if, if if I'm going to tell you about myths, it'll be my own imaginations. Oh, wait, I know a myth that when you write about a building, you, as an architect, mm-hmm. you're only writing the success of it. That is a common myth, actually. <laughs> yes. Well, um, it it depends. You know, at at times I used to to give my editors and writers insights. Yes. And let them do the writing, and 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 uh, you know they had grown to become fairly good critics. Yes. And and, and critics, you know, both positive and negative. Yes. Of uh, of uh, projects. And, uh, you know, for much of the time, I also tried to, to avoid. In fact, towards, towards uh, from, I think, the 20th edition to the 30th edition, 
I had I wasn't even the editor of the publication. I was just the publisher, and I would once in a while uh, contribute uh, because at times you know I would I would be reviewing a building that that has been designed by by someone I know. Bias, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have bias. <laughs> I'm an architect. I know what goes uh, yes. into coming up with the design, the, the sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> you know the fights with clients, the changes, yes. and so on and so forth. So I you know that there was that um, likelihood that uh, I would I would uh, be biased. But then again, also we many a time settled on buildings that we were in consensus that that is 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 a building that has more positives or more to learn from. As, as opposed to you know uh, publishing a building that is telling people what not to do yes so we <laughs> we are also a, a bit uh, careful in terms of how we selected the the buildings that we, we reviewed yeah uh, there were buildings that uh, were significant whether we liked them or not they were they were significant that we had to review them so yes. now if we review a building and, and, and most of the members in the team are feeling like, you know, this is a you know, bad building or it has all these issues, yes. then, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we would, uh, we would write. Honest press. <laughs> that's interesting to hear. Uh, but yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So in your growth in this publication, has it helped your 70%, the discussion, the critiquing, other people's works, and has it helped your 70% of an, as an architect and a teacher like lecturer? <laughs> yes. Um, the, the constant uh, search for, for information is good because it uh, opens up your mind to a lot of ideas. Interacting with students is, is, is brilliant eh? because uh, in school, students don't have all these uh, limitations. They don't work within this box of, of requirements that yes. call a brief and, and a budget. So uh, at times, there are a, a lot of things you struggle with, but, but the solution could be a simple thing. And, and when you interact with these guys and you talk to them, you share ideas with them, find that it opens up your mind to all these possibilities. It was the same thing because uh, to, to write stories, we had to go and interview these, these architects. And, uh, uh, most of them were, you know, fairly old, extremely wise, uh, with a lot of information, history, and a lot of knowledge. So it just opens up your, your mind. For me, it was really uh, a great addition to what it is that I was doing in practice. It really helped me. Yeah. Well, that's actually a great thing to get from your own work, that it grew you further. Yeah, and yeah. So, is there anything you want to add? Because we have concluded. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I'd like to you know, congratulate you guys for coming up with this podcast uh, idea. I don't know whether it's the only one or the others. In Kenya, we are still the only, the only one. I think it's, uh, it's a brilliant, brilliant idea. We have this space where we can meet, uh, talk you know, about yes. issues that uh, are you know, pertinent to our, to our industry. Yeah. I, I usually don't. I, I get a lot of requests to, to do some of these things. And <laughs> down. <laughs> well, I, uh, thank you for the privilege. <laughs> yes.
Yeah, but but uh, you know when you sent me yours and then I looked at, at what you guys are doing, I think uh, I felt like yeah, I think this is the space that we need to you know to be looking into. Yes. Uh, so this is good work. I think you should uh, you know continue doing it. You might not know the the impact that that you are you're having eh? yes. now, and and I think it's just you know something you're doing for fun. Eh? But uh, in the next, uh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that I had in my mind, you know, when I was doing, when I was starting the publication yes. initially. Uh, that you know, uh, this is my thing. I'm, I'm just doing it to satisfy <laughs> my own <laughs> curiosity. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, in the end, you realize, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm making an, an, an impact, and, and you will see it. It may not be now, maybe in the next five, ten, or even twenty years. Huh? Thank you. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you you are you are doing something. So I think just push it. Don't be lazy like some of us. I think. We... <laughs> okay, we, we are here to set fire under you. Yeah, don't be lazy like some of us. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's 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 not easy. I can I can tell you for sure. Like this guide, we've been on it for the last uh, I think uh, four or five years. Yeah. And and. Hey, it's it's like we've we've done like uh, in fact if I look at my emails about the guy, maybe yeah. about a thousand emails of you know to and fro asking questions, answers, correct this here. So it's it's quite a bit of uh, of work, and, and I know even for you, uh, taking time to do this, it's it's, it's a bit of work. Yes. So yeah. I would encourage you. I would encourage others who would want to join this space. I think let's let's build up our uh, our space. You know, gather all the information that we can gather. Share. You know, our knowledge, our experience, and and uh, you know, along the way, you'd be helping someone. So Mandela, moyo huo huo, namtia bidi zaidi, and I am looking forward to you know seeing you guys grown with you know good. Uh, podcast equipment you know amen super crisp uh, sound and and, and uh, you know you also do video recordings and so on and so forth because you know we need all this information and and in that format so i would wish you the best and then encourage you. others to, to 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 join this space yours and even mine because as i mentioned i have uh, openings for those who would be interested It's okay, we'll come. I, I am interested in architectural journalism. That's why I'm talking to you about it. Yes. So, step into that one. Yes. Yes. Well, guys, uh, you've heard it from architect Martin Tyro. Thank you very much for being here with us. Grab your cup of goodness and join us on Instagram all social media possible that you can think of. Instagram gets you to our link tree that gets you everything that is us. So welcome to our space. Enjoy ourselves. Thank you. It's been a good one from me and architect Martin Tyrone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.